Hey, what's up, y'all? This is AJ. And this is Bryce. And we are Filter, Filter No Filter, Filter Brothers. And today's conversation is about interracial dating. Interracial dating? Yeah. Who does that? A lot of people. Okay. And we have two guests with us today. We have Keith and Darnell. And we're going to learn a little bit about how they met. And just to let you know, this is a Oreo couple. Ah! <laughs> a what couple? Oreo. Have you ever had a double stuff? You know what? That would be interesting to try that. It would be. Okay. We we'll talk to them after. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, Keith, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? So, y'all, Keith is, uh, how old are you, Keith? Uh, I'm 47. He's 47. He looks 25. <laughs> Cute. About 25. About 5'8, five, 5'9, five, slim. Mm. Just to give you a picture, a little goatee. 47? That's true. He doesn't look Wait a minute. I thought they said black dog. The black dog cracker. It's white. It's white. Having cracks. Well, he got some black up in him. Oh, well, yeah. You know, that's what it is. Okay, maybe that's what it is. You gotta get you some black. You said you don't crack. And then we have Darnell. Darnell, how old are you? I, I'm 36. 30. <laughs> oh, so you got a young one. Oh, you got a young one. Okay, so Darnell's okay. young. Mm. He got some nice dreads. He mm. got a goatee also. He's mm. real slim. Real slim. Yep. Sexy body. Dark. Mm. So you can imagine what this couple looked like. This is Oreo. Well, you know what? We may have to. You know they have the slim Oreos now? They do? They do. This would be the thin Oreo. This would be a thin Oreo. The thin Oreo, because they both are pretty thin. Yep. So, hey guys, talk to us about how long you've been together, where you met. Give us a little background. We've been dating for a year and four months. And right before Thanksgiving 2018, I started chatting with you on Adam for Adam. Yes. Oh, wait, 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 I guess it started off. We just started chatting, uh, and there was no, there were no expectations because he, he didn't have a picture in his profile. Oh, one of those. One. Those no Yeah, pics. one of those. Mm -hmm. One of those. So you I was know, out I from Keith. We'll get to that. Come later. on, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so eventually, we exchanged. He exchanged photos, shared more, and we chatted for like three hours or something like that. And this was over the course of like all throughout the day, just back and forth and back and forth. And then on the app. Oh yeah, we just okay. kept just texting each other those uh the little messages and then uh eventually decided to at the last minute this was the day, day before thanksgiving decided to meet at 1215 wine bar and coffee lab for a drink oh that's cute so so wait did you have in your app that you're looking for a relationship i always said looking for all the things I was, or just I was, sex you did not some people do that I didn't remember that. Right. I was not in that Did he have hookup? Just right. a hookup? No. Oh. No. no I think it was just friendship and uh, uh, I think I said friendship, the stupid like chatting or networking, whatever. Okay. Um, but I think I said those two because really that's where I was. I just didn't want to commit to anybody at the time. And um, Keith, what did yours say? It's a great question. I'm not sure I was specific on that one. Do you remember? I don't. Because oh. I had, it was very recently that I even went on it. Okay. Uh, and so I was, and I had never been on one before. And this was, I never, wait, 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 Oh, and so this was kind of new for me. In fact, I only did it on the laptop. I never put it on my phone. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. 
<laughs> so, okay, yeah, where are you from? Where are you from, Pete? Uh, I was raised in Cincinnati, born near Chicago. Okay. I've been here my entire you know, since I was eight years old. What part of Cincinnati? Because people call Mason, Cincinnati. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I grew up actually in Claremont County, over in Milford. Mm. That's okay. not Cincinnati. No, it really isn't. I did. Milford? What's, Mil- what's that population? That's way out there where you got to pack a lunch to go travel to. <laughs> it's country. Okay. <laughs> Got it. You don't see any chickens or anything like that because they all kill them all, but you know. And where are you from? Uh, originally from St. Martinville, Louisiana. Okay. A Geechee boy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You speak Creole? Uh, I grew up speaking it, but you know how they say you, you, you don't use it. You so did you put a spell on him? Uh, you know, maybe. Do, do this. Actually, no, I think it would have to be the other way around because I was not here for any type of serious anything at that time. You were looking for a hookup. No, I uh, I was kind of living more of a polyamorous lifestyle, and if I decided to commit to one person, it wasn't gonna be just be it wasn't gonna ever just be one. I was in that place, and um, uh, he put a spell on me. Okay, so I'm just gonna dig in real quick and fast, because you know we we gotta go because I'm all on this one. So you're in a predominantly white area where you grew up, where I grew up, yes. Yes. So when did you start? Having an attraction towards people of another color. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was in high school. Were there black people in your high school? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I wasn't out till I was 21, okay. so it was just all thoughts of you know what could be. So what was it? A locker room scene, a football scene, a track scene? What was? Shower it? scene. Right. In the locker room. Which. What was it? What, what? When did you say, "Oh, black is nice"? Oh, um, actually, I remember something when I still lived near Chicago. Do oh, tell, do tell. My parents, we, we went to a YN or YWCA one day as kids, and all the boys were getting changed into their bathing suits, and I just remember there were not all white boys in this room. Okay. And I, I remember just my eyes were drawn. How old were you? I was probably seven. Ooh. Your eyes were drawn where? To their face? Or to their penis. I think just their. Ent- I mean, we were changing, so I think it was a just the whole taking it all in. <laughs> okay, I had a similar experience when I was in locker room. With I was coming from swimming, so I was taking a shower, and it was just dad and his son, and the and you were looking at the daddy. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> anybody. And the little the little white boy was like, "Daddy, his penis. Well, he didn't say penis, but he said his peewee is bigger than yours." <laughs> he did not. He did. Oh my goodness. And so it was quite Damn interesting. I. It was quite interesting. So I can see that happening when you haven't had that experience. It's something new. <laughs> And actually what I remember more than anything is kind of coming up after putting our shorts back on and our eyes kind of meeting at the same time as one individual black guy. Yeah, it was like we were laughing. I remember kind of doing this kind of embarrassed smile. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it was just very memorable because mm-hmm. it is still very vivid. I can tell. That's, you're, that's you're going back there right now. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Darnell, your your experience? Uh, first first like when did you first identify that you like People uh, um, well, growing up in school, I, I had a tough time. Uh, I was a weirdo, bookworm, black kid in southern Louisiana. Uh, and I grew up in a Creole family, and I was one of the dark-skinned ones, so I even had the issues in the family. And so I was always a little bit on the outside, and a lot of times it was the weirdo kids that I would connect with, mm-hmm. and they were usually all over the place as far as race, looks, across the board. Um, 
But I think the first time, honestly, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but the first attraction I had to a person outside of my race might have been Britney Spears. A female. I'm very serious. I think that might have been the first time. uh, And that's only because she was a dancer. And I was just so, I remember looking at her moving. In the the little little skirt and the school skirt. Just body language. Just, it excited me. And uh, I think that was the first time it was a person who was not black though. It was Britney. I guess that might have been 98. Uh, And yeah, that was probably the first. Uh, I don't think I ever thought it was a female. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Okay, so and what? I was already like established. Like I knew that I was not straight. I knew that okay. at that point, but still, yeah. So when was your first experience with a male? Was it before we going in? Yeah, it was before. I okay. Lost, I lost my virginity pretty early. Um, okay, I was fourteen. It kind of started around thirteen. You're not fast. Huh? You're not bad. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and honestly, it was one of those situations. It was really sweet, actually. My situation it was a really sweet thing. It wasn't like it was, and it took like it built over the course of like almost a year. This it wasn't a relationship. I thought it was at the time, but you learn things later in hindsight. What would um, you call that? Because that could be a future podcast. I would call that um, I don't know, maybe a healthy first experience. It, it really felt like a healthy first like experience. We'll come up. We'll come up. Yeah, yeah, something better. But like, uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, oh my God. Ooh, no. It's okay. not the name of porno or anything. I'm okay. <laughs> so, how were you for your first same-sex experience? Well, I made a comment earlier that I wasn't really out to porno, but I did okay. have an experience at 16 with my best friend in high school. Okay. And uh, just a, a nerd just like me, introvert. Um, he was half Chinese, half Polish, so a real interesting, distinct look. So maybe I was always looking beyond people who looked like me. So question, what, what is your family like? Like, are they accepting of people of different colors? Because sometimes people rebel against their families and do something different, or sometimes they're accepting of the other race. I, I think part of my anxiety in refusing Found out of my family was that I, I did not know the answer because it, it, race was not talked about growing up. I, it, it's embarrassing to say that we didn't have a lot of experiences where I could know for sure how my family was going to react. And it's been it's been wonderful. Um, and I'm I, I realized that I was I guess it's helped me understand how my parents raised me. Right. And and there's a lot more. There's a lot of positive that I think for a lot of years after I came out I was wanting to think all these bad things about him in some ways, you, you know? Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel support, and, and I hope that you but feel growing, the same way. But growing up, you didn't have a background. Black people didn't come to the house, did they? There weren't a lot of black people in my immediate neighborhood, but we, all my brothers and sisters went to school and had friends that would come over. So yes, it okay. was not frequent, but it was certainly not odd. Okay, so okay. your family was okay with it. Open to it. But we never talked about it. And that's what's so weird to me because those are things that, I mean, we really, we did talk. We didn't, we weren't over the top talking about things, but we would talk tough topics, especially religion, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so, yeah, it was just looking back, it was, it was kind of surprising that that wasn't something that my parents kind of said. I'm not sure. They kind of leave us out an example, though. So maybe just okay. they're just 
living normal, you know, it's it okay. their way of support. Wait, so did they have black friends? Uh, did you know them? No. No, I don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. I gotta Google this girl first. See what that's like, because you know I'm not from here. Oh, okay. Darnell, how was your family like? Oh, ooh, in terms of uh, Did you have white people in your neighborhood? Oh, they came to your house? No. no. Um, my mom, uh, you know, one of the members that she talks about a lot is uh, walking to school and the white kids spinning on her mm-hmm. um, as they were driving by on the bus. And that's really shaped a lot of how she sees white people. And with my dad, it's a little different. My dad is a little, he was one of those people who's so just, I don't think he computed that for some reason. Uh, his experience was very different from hers. And so I kind of grew up in an environment where um, my mom was that one extreme of fuck white people, I want nothing to do with white people, versus my dad being like, they exist, <laughs> kind of whatever. He's a, he was a more indifferent. So I guess, uh, bounce, bounce, especially bounce, I kept, you know, my parents separated when I was three. So I was bouncing around from house to house. And the short version is that um, they, the experiences are so different. My mom is a big, hard no. My dad was open. Now, what about your sexuality? That was uh, with my mom. Same thing. Okay. Hard no. Uh, we are still on that journey. But it's gotten better because... Uh, so, uh, I have a history of dating all over the place, race-wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Keith has met my... When he first met my mom, I thought it was a good experience. It was actually surprising how much she warmed up to him. I think there's a couple reasons. I think... Um, there's something about, uh, you, his overall presence, um, and I don't know, I'm really trying, I'm really trying to wrap my brain around that. What is it that's different? And I don't know what it is other than, only thing I can think of is that I, I think we complement each other really well, like personality wise and balancing each other in just a lot of different ways. And I think she reads that based on our conversations about him. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to take a commercial break and then we're going to come back and kind of get into the now of how your relationship operates now at this time. So this is AJ. This is Bryce. And we are Filter No Filter Brothers. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is AJ. This is Bryce. And we are back with Darnell and Keith. And we're talking about interracial dating. And we got a brief history on how they met and what their family is like. So now we know a little bit about them and where they're coming from. And so now we're gonna move to the here and now. And what is your relationship like now in Cincinnati, the Midwest? Um, So what's your worst racial experience that you guys have had together? You guys were together. And has anything racially motivated happened? You know, I, I don't know if it's necessarily uh, some big thing. It's the like, I I don't I don't have much of a filter. I'm constantly gonna call out bullshit. I do not like, especially if some, anytime I see a situation of something being unfair that bothers me. And a lot of times, obviously, in a black and white situation, the black one is gonna deal with most of it. And it happens a lot. Everything from restaurants to I don't know, we could be just standing somewhere. Give me and, an example. Uh, oh. The last restaurant you was at in this happened. What, what, what did it look like? Yeah. Uh, how about this one time we were in uh, maybe in Indy, and we went to this restaurant that was referred to, but a friend said go to there, and it was a little pricey, and I was like, all right, cool, whatever, let's go. Um, and the service was mostly fine. 
but you can look around the place and there were a ton of white people everywhere. All those tables were getting service where it was constantly, she kept going back to them. She was busy, she was in the weeds, we all know that, but we waited for so long for initial acknowledgement. And then once it came down to the food coming out, even then, like any time to come back and check in and things like that stand out to me. Because if I look around and I see that, oh, I'm the only black person in this entire area. Oh, and were we you happen the only to, one? Only black? Yep. Okay. And we happen to be at a table where uh, we're the only ones not getting as much attention. It stands out. And those are the type of things that we experience more. So I'd say a lot. I, I can't think of um, something where it's been like me He's not experienced me going he, on somebody Did you notice else. that when that happened? I went up a year ago, but that was only a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. And it's it's opened my eyes to be on the lookout for those things. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll give another example, though. Walking down the street sometimes, you notice things that I don't notice. And I think it's mm-hmm. looks that I think are directed more at you. Yeah. Because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a queerest fuck motherfucker. And some days if I want to wear <laughs> short shirts, I'm going to do it. It's not, I mean, I'm going to live my life. Right. And... One of the challenges is, is that when you have that added element of being, I don't even think I'm a feminine guy. I'm just, I don't care about like, um, I do what I want, wear what I want. And I don't think about what other people think about it until I get the reaction from them. So, and wait, that's the so wait, have you ever gotten anything from the black community? Like any, anything? I, I, I haven't. And it's actually been surprising to know that that's where a lot of what he has gotten has been from the black community, mm-hmm. more so than anything. Um, I will say, though, haven't you noticed, though, that sometimes you get less of it, though, when you are with me, though? So it's almost like the reverse might be true in some cases. Yes and no. I think it's, you know, I always wonder what the dynamic is of, uh, like, I was telling him this story about once, this was years ago, a friend of mine and I, Imagine this like uh, tall model-esque white dude, uh, just a friend, and we were walking. He so he walked to my place. We were going somewhere, I don't remember where, and he was wearing a crop top with fringe that was, I mean, glittered down, bedazzled, mm-hmm. short shorts, and these cowboy boots with heels. Right, mm-hmm. that's how he shows up. I asked him, I was like. Because I was living on Walnut at the time, uh, across from where Grandma's used to be. Okay. And this is before uh, all these over the Ryan things. And I was like, did you get your butt handed to you when you were walking here? He's like, oh no, everything is fine. So I left this off. We head back uh, to go to his car because I was leaving with him. And suddenly, uh, I'm not even joking, I get to this corner. And uh, it's always the 13th, 13th and uh, Walnut corner. And the boys went wild on me. And I was just in a simple pair of shorts and a tank. And they, and, and that's the kind of stuff. What did they say? <laughs> oh, faggot ass motherfucker. Look at this faggot, man. Oh, man, I'm gonna beat your ass. Oh, and I'm like, I calm the fuck down. Why are you so, why are you, why are you on me right now? Mm. Hmm. Anyway, that's, that's their own story. That's a whole other. That's a, that's a, no. But it, it is, it's something that becomes noticeable. It, it, it's interesting. Um, it's only um, different than our experiences that we talk about in the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just different completely. What's interesting is how you see it, Darnell, versus how you see it, Keith. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if there is some similarity or differences. Because when people say, mm-hmm. I don't see color, 
Mm-hmm. We know yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. ignoring her. Now, how how is it that in a situation where it's the opposite, where you may have a situation and you see where he may get special treatment? Oh, that's another That's right. That's kind of stuff that, like, you know, we even have situations like just the other day. So, oh my God, that'd be too much information. But now, do it. But we were going to pick up a delivery of some greenery and uh, <laughs> medicinal. Okay. Uh, yes, okay. and the friend of mine, who is my third-party person, mm-hmm. had it uh, in his car, in his neighborhood, in a neighborhood that's like a little out there, and ultimately it was uh, clearly a, a white neighborhood. Okay. Mm-hmm. And here I am, black man stepping out of a car to go grab somebody, something out of somebody's car, Right. Uh, and the neighbor is like on me, right? like on me, it was uncomfortable. And I almost just went back in the car and said, hey, Steve, just go get this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of those situations where it's like, you know, we think about, we plan ahead for moments like that. When we do think like, hey, you're probably going to get preferential treatment, you take care of this one. Oh, wow. Now, give us an example where you have to in that situation, I acknowledged it after I said I've oh, done that. Okay. Yeah, and, and I would sometimes hesitate because I know Darnell would be like, I'm not going to back down for anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and, and so it puts me in a situation where I think what I've learned is he loves when I acknowledge to be aware of the situation. Okay. So do you think it's more difficult being in an interracial relationship than, you know, same um, cultural background? He can tell you. I, uh, when we met, I met him with no expectations because I was like, like in a general sense, I read him as a thing that was not my type. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean not your type? Um, he's very clean cut. He's very uh, all American in a lot of ways, and that's never been a thing that I usually am drawn to. Um, and then I got a chance to meet him and get to know him, and it because and what I mean by I guess that ultimately what I'm getting at is that. There are certain perspectives I have of those types. Uh, the, the HRC gaze, which I have no interest in. And it's that kind of thing that I, I'm just so turned off by. And I read him to be one of those people, and he proved me very wrong very quickly. Um, but before him, I had made my mind up that I was not dating another white dude. Just because past couple situations were just so bad with weird uh, sort of microaggressive kind of things that happened at the end of the relationship when suddenly when the relationship <laughs> ended things got really oh now i'm seeing who you really are so mm. like, well, let's dive into that <laughs> come on you guys decide that <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> because i always i look at iteration especially when we're black and white as a um slave master type thing like you have the thing where the white guy would think like he's the, the master and your slave mm-hmm. and we you know have this whole type of thing so how does that really play in your experience because you just dabbled on it that's been some of your other experiences where someone seems to want to take on more of a dominant role and not necessarily i guess to be clear it was more a matter of they after the relationship ended i started seeing their true colors well that's what i'm saying yeah but did the true colors fit into that profile like they were so and for me, I guess in our relationship, and I don't even mean this in a disparaging way, but I think I'm the dominant one totally. That's just my personality. Uh, and I, I'm too, I'm too extra to, uh, 
I don't even know how to say what I want to say. So wait a minute. So that goes back to um, what the topic of the this podcast will be is fucking the master. Mm-hmm. That's another segment coming up. So how how does that play? Because outside you have the outside world projecting what they're supposed to look like, now. Yeah. But in your own space, is it an equal relationship far as everything, or does one take on more? leadership roles. I don't want to say uh, more masculine, I just say leadership for this. I think, for example, like, you know, he, what his work is, is finance. So he's good at numbers. I go to him for advice on like a lot of things about numbers. Like, hey, how do I make this work if I'm thinking about this? Um, but I'd say we, we talk about what our, 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 our strengths are and we leverage them. We, we, and I think we look to the one who has the strength in that other way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe finance for me, it's uh, communication and how you express yourself that I have learned so much more about how I can be better at that. Um, so, I, and I just think as we go about our day, we always check in and make yeah. sure that we're both contributing to whatever it is we're doing. Question. Yeah. So, so I have a question. Have you ever said black cock to him? No, never. Not doing That's sex. Not... <laughs> I, he would never. He would never. He would never. Wait a I, mean, I, I don't think I ever said the word. He knows I don't even like the word cock. I don't understand yeah. it. And we talk about how like the difference of what black people say and white people like. That's a white person. Right. So, That's a, a, a conversation. Never said cock to him. Not to him. Just in general. I don't think I've ever said black cock. No, just cock. I said that. Okay, I'm sure at some point. I mean, okay. I don't even know in a, in a sexual way. <laughs> okay. So just like you know, use the term instead of another. You know. Well, you know, I know I asked that question in the heat of passion. I love it. Ah, give me that black guy. That I've had that experience before. Oh, and so it's like, yeah. really? Really? Oh, you just said that. I had I even a worse like, one than that. I had a worse one than that. What was your worst one? So I was, this was, I think I told you this. Uh, oh, he did. Let's tell it now. This guy and I, he loved this. <laughs> this guy and I, uh, we had this repeated thing. Um, and one day, in the throes of passion, he tells me, give me that monkey dick. Oh. And obviously everything stopped. And I, my instinct is always like, okay, I'm going to try to impart knowledge. Uh, no, see, I would have I get that, I get that, but I don't think he would have learned anything. I really don't know. He probably would have liked it. Sometimes they're not going to learn anything. And then there's that. So were you at his place or was he at your place? He was at mine. Oh, so he would have been right out the door. Oh, he was. Absolutely. It was Without no training. It was nothing. We talked about it. too much. I told him why he's leaving and that was it. Wow. Interesting. Monkey. Monkey. And he said, he, apparently he told me that he didn't mean it in a bad way because he had experienced they it. They never him. do. Another, other guys have asked him to say that. And that's enough, That's a conversation y'all should talk well, wait about. Wait a minute. Monkey is Monkey. not even big. If he would have said gorilla, then I would have been on a different... Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? It depends because we can... Well... Monkey, no, no monkeys. I'm no monkey. No, but I'm talking gorilla. About, yeah. yeah, I'll take a gorilla. Yeah, I'll take a gorilla. I'm talking about like. So it's okay for you keeps to say gorilla dick. Bring me that gorilla dick. Y'all too much. I say no to that too. Just, no man. You can say yeah. gorilla dick. Don't say gorilla cop. Give me that long gorilla dick. Yeah, you can say that. Don't say yeah. cop. Oh my. Cop may make it shrivel back up. You know. So in, in all that, because. We're in, we have, well, we, I'm, I'm getting the sign, we're supposed to be wrapping up pretty soon. But I'm going to ask this question, we're going to come back to it. Because we're talking about how you say certain things. In the passion, 
have you ever used the N-word? And we'll come back and we'll take a break. This is AJ. This is Bryce. And we'll be right back. Hey, we're back. This is Bryce. This is AJ. And you know, we've been talking to our guest here. I'm going to be talking about interracial dating, and we're going to go into the bedroom. And I ended the last segment talking about has the N-word been used in a moment of passion? Because between uh, black What's and white... What's your N-word? Like, give it to me, nigga? Nigga, not nigger. Nigga. Right. So, we want to make sure, you know, because it can be used in that kind of way in the bedroom. That might be hot. It could be hot, but let's find out what's going on in the bedroom. So, has it ever been used? No, it has never been used. No, it's never been used. Nigga, I like that dick, nigga. Nothing like that. I don't think we, nothing close to that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to jump on it, you know, because, hey, the reality is that for me, I am not, even even with black men, I just don't, I tend to not use that word. And not that I, it's not in a moment of passion? No. Never had it. It's most likely to come out when I'm doing, you know, I'm rapping some Megan. <laughs> like, okay, like okay. when I'm, like, it's music for me. It's a music okay. thing. When I'm in a music vibe, mm-hmm. it's gonna come out it's gonna left come or right. Out. Okay. And on, and if I'm quoting something, it's gonna come out. Is that why we never play music when we're having sex? Bam! <laughs> wow. You can sing the lyrics. I, no, and I, beat, I, I, I with it. My brain. I'm too much of an anxious person. If I'm listening to music, my brain goes to the words and I'm dissecting the words while I'm trying to connect. And mm-hmm. it's just I can't handle music and sex. And so you can't multitask. I can multitask, like, whoa, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> okay. Not so, like that. So, in the bedroom, because we're going to go there, and you just tell us if we're going too far. No. I, there's no too far. I know there's no too far, because you know I'm going all the way there, mm-hmm. and then kind of backpedal a little bit. So, when you first met before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. was it a first encounter of sex, or was it just conversation? Conversation for a couple of weeks because we both had colds. We didn't even kiss for at least ten days, maybe two weeks. Yeah, after you oh, met. After you met, because first, uh, so we met day before Thanksgiving. He was just getting over a cold, and he came to my opening night of my show, and I ended up getting whatever he uh, oh, he, wow. he thinks. I didn't get what he got because it would not have been contagious by then. But I don't know. Happened. Oh my god! Happened to <laughs> Corona. Corona. So then I was sick afterwards. So then that's what kept us from being able to even go in that direction. But the first time we did have a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 what was that? But that was like also like ten. Was that, that was like goofy two weeks laugh there. Well, but, it, but it was just you know it went from zero to hundred the first time we were in that sleepover situation because we hadn't slept over. Went to eighty. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so okay. did y'all talk about what who was going to do what? No, it was very organic. We just started. I think we knew something was going to happen because you were staying over for the first time. Yeah. And, okay. Fairly. Now, was this your first experience with a black man? No. Okay. So, in your experience with, and you have had experience with a white man, right? Besides the one when you were 16. Yes. Okay. So, now that you're with a black man, is it is the fable true that black men are more endowed than white men? From your experience, I, I, the evidence I have does not support that necessarily. <laughs> the evidence you have does oh, wait not a minute, support. what's okay. the evidence, Darnell? Okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute, show us something. <laughs> Don't get quiet now. Don't get quiet now. Yeah. They're looking at each other right all now. I'm saying is, all I'm saying is that I have had plenty of experience with both black men and white men, and I, I, I. 
I know everyone has their own luck with the draw, but uh -huh. <laughs> I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I say that that's true in my experience. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, have you had any Asian men? I have. <laughs> and that's the same category too? I, I would say that that my experience is that you know, some stereotypes okay. are Okay. Wee teeny. Just a little small. <laughs> We're a small little podcast. Nobody listens. We only have two listeners. <laughs> nobody will nobody, tell. Nobody will tell anything. So, from Darnell, what's your perspective? See, I don't know. I have a hard time with this question because, hmm. you know, I, uh, like I said, rainbow. Oh, wait. So, no, no. so let me clarify. Come on. Is it over seven? Who? Oh my god, I'm not gonna answer that. I'm not gonna answer that. <laughs> I got it. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so let me just key. Like, key. Because if you're wondering if it's eight? over is it over eight? <laughs> if you're wondering if I'm a size queen, I'm not. I know, I know. Though, but so, it's uh, not about being a size queen. We just we're just crying because it's you know filter time. Yes, I so we're get taking it. a filter I get it. I will yeah. like keep Are you that how he feels I've answered by? No. Are you, I, are I, you I, pleased? I am. All right. And it's funny. Well, because the thing is for me, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm usually a top. So that's why for me, that never was like, we have an interesting situation. Though. But even tops, you still like something to hold on. Yeah, you have to hold on to something. Is it enough to hold on? I am pleased. <laughs> One hand, two hands. I am pleased. <laughs> we need some Keep this from Milford now. I am pleased. <laughs> I am happy. Well, wait, let Keith answer. Okay, yeah, Keith. One hand, two hands. I would prefer to filter out some of the size questions. Okay, if you want to filter out the size He can filter. Let me but see your hands. But Keith does have long fingers. I'm, I'm looking. Let me look at those hands. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Long and skin. Yep. <laughs> this, this is the conservative part because he's dealing with finance and stuff, but that's about the same thing. I'm sure he's quite a wild animal. Probably. Because <laughs> I worked in the finance division and I know how we can be. Oh, come through, come through. <laughs> so, we play numbers all the time and then it's. Yeah. And that bedroom, we got a whole other thing to play with. Uh, so we know size, we just don't want to say not size because he doesn't calculate it all in his head. So we get comes down to when either one of us really do, we, we've never in a past relationships, I think, focused on that. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll clarify my comment earlier. It's, I have had experiences with black men who have been among the smallest I've ever seen. So I mean, that's why I can't think with my statement earlier. They probably were biracial. <laughs> a little Asian probably. Oh my goodness. Okay, so here's my question. So what tips would you have for someone who is thinking about an interracial relationship or have somebody that they are attracted to interracially? What tips could you give? Give us like three things that would um, make that opportunity more successful. Let's hear let's hear some key first. Well, I think it has to be about the couple. You have to, at certain times, acknowledge that it is. You have to shut outside, shut the outside world out at times, um, and not care, worry about what they what they think. At the same time, I think it's uh, an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity. It, 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 if you think that. And for me, this is my first real serious. Like, I know that there's something very long-term here. And what has been my, I think, my, I'm not my mantra, but I, 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 I have learned more about myself 
in learning more about his experiences. And, okay. And just embracing the fact that we are come from different places, different experiences, and it helps you grow together. And I think that's part of what it is. And it's it's a balance though between just again not shutting out the world entirely, but just understanding that it's this is about us, and we can't be influenced by any negativity out there. Okay, so your friends accept him. And that's it's been easy from that perspective. Okay. They have blood and what they love me. So. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Now another you, tip. Now are they attracted to him? Do your friends want to like they taste often the water? say not 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 they often say that he's probably the best looking man I've ever dated. So. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you gotta okay. come up on this one. Up. Okay, give me the second thing that would help a relationship or someone who's thinking about interracial relationships. Acknowledge the differences. Acknowledge the differences. I mean, the big thing is, uh, you know, you, you talked earlier about that whole uh, don't see color, which we all know that just means you don't pay attention to people of color. Exactly. Um, I think you have to acknowledge those differences. Like, that's why I'm big about talking to him about whenever I'm feeling a certain kind of way in a place. Like, he knows when I'm not feeling the energy is right, I gotta go. I, I can't be, otherwise I'm going to pop off. And become the angry black man. And right. uh, that's something. That's now, are you the angry black? I'm not. Keith, have I you am. seen that side of him out in public? No, not not out in public. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that, no, that, no. that's good if you're seeing it at home. And how did you handle it? No, but we talk about it, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't classify that or characterize it in that way. I I just think it's basically expressing anger. <laughs> okay. So he's more expressive than you are. Maybe imme- immediately, yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I have to process. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, I'm going to just ask one question right now because I think it's, for me, it's just very interesting because of being in this type of, seeing this relationship and seeing how strong y'all are together, that how do y'all handle the whole situation when you have white privilege mm-hmm. in that situation? Because it's something that you may not see, but people of it's color, real. we see it. Every day. 100%. Yeah. So, and I, I listened to what you were saying when you were saying you learned from him. So how did you handle that in yourself when, and I recall that you're saying you're starting to learn more about things that's going on around you. So yeah. do you see it? It, it, it slows me down um, in a good way that I pause and I think, that, you know, when I do something that is, is uh, fortunate, you know, to appreciate it if, if that's appropriate or say, do I really want something? It, it, it really has caused me to think about my life. And I think, God, I'm such a hard worker. But as, would it have always been as easy if I didn't work as hard? Um, and I think it's also something that I never would have felt comfortable to acknowledge that, to say the words out loud. I absolutely do when I re- recognize a situation where, oh, this is easier for me. You know? And, and I, it, 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 it I think, I think everybody should just pause and think about those things more. And, and, and it's almost embarrassing that I don't think I did a lot of that before I, I met them out. Well, I mean, that's part of learning and growing. Absolutely. And, and, and I think you have to just, you can't beat yourself up over it too much and you have to um, treasure those opportunities to think about things a little differently. It, it, it also makes you ask, what am I part of the problem? What could I be doing differently to um, be an element of change? Okay. And Donnell, how do you deal with his white privilege? 
I talk to him about it, you know. Um, I feel like we have a lot of situations that happen where he'll, you know, he'll be complaining about something, and I'll just say, you do realize that is, like, so low on the total pull of issues for so many other people, and mm-hmm. reminding about those moments. And But I got really fortunate because early on, I mean, I would not be dating him if it wasn't so obvious that from an early point in the relationship, he knew he was already aware of certain privileges he had. Mm-hmm. And I think all I've done is just sort of open the door to saying, oh, think about these two. And the way I look at it is that the more I can hopefully um, open that door for him, he can hopefully go and spread that to somebody else that who might also equally, like he has a really good friend who we both adore, who he has moments of sitting all up in his privilege. And Keith is getting really good, like calling him out on that. So okay. for me, I feel like that's the best I can do is just as much so as we I don't call it out, he calls it out. Yes, I think I always feel like white people, in my experience, take that stuff better when it's coming from some of their own. Because when a black person does, you become the angry black person. So that's why for me, I've learned to infect their friends mm-hmm. <laughs> and get their friends to then. And it's great to see with with my really good friend, you aren't holding that. Oh, no, so I tell my brother. I have to tell him. I didn't mean to put his name on that. did Friday night. And I think that's part of the problem that most interracial couples have is that they don't talk about that. Because that's a yeah. major issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be tight together, but when you're outside, all the other things kind of attack you. And so it's good to see that y'all actually have that kind of communication. So that's a good thing. So I don't so let me tell you, if I ever date a white guy, I'm gonna make sure he gets the cab. I'm gonna make sure I use his credit. I'm gonna make sure that, you know, at restaurants, right. we get the best seat. For well, reparations. Right, exactly. first of all, he's gonna have to take grill with it. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, that's what he's gonna have. Y'all, we think. What's up, y'all? This is AJ. This is Bryce, and we are back. We have a Ooh. we had a hot mic. We just right. We just had to blow the door down. We decided to give an extra five minutes to right. Keith and Darnell because we were exploring. We just have a conversation after the segment, and and we decided this segment was kind of hot right now. So we're going to talk about the whole thing because we just found out when they first met on their profiles, they both were listed as tops. And you remember our old segment of tops and bottoms. Tops so, and bottoms. So uh, this kind of and everything in between. Yeah. So we're gonna. So okay. So when y'all were first having your first experience, and y'all both were thinking in your own head without too some, much communication, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, get some. some. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some of that ass. You know that type of stuff. So how did that revolve for y'all? And don't get all quiet now. Wait, wait, wait. What are you? What do you consider yourself? Let's put it that way. Well, I do want to go back and say one thing. I know I didn't have it on my profile. I don't know. I don't remember if you did it or not. You did. I did. Yeah, because I I screenshot it the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I want to see this. He's showing no, the I want to see this because on A for A, I never usually do that. That's why yeah. I'm surprised. I have no way to see it. Yeah. He, he has the receipts. receipts. I can't wait. I'm happy. An entire conversation for three hours. Saying, no, but ooh, this is a profile. Don't ever run for revenue. Profile. He will bring those. He got the receipts. Profile versus conversation. He said. A list of us profiles. Okay. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> okay. I so, wait. what do you consider what, yourself what do you consider down yourself? now? Uh, a verse top, I guess. What do you consider yourself? I was going to say. Verse top. Same. So, okay. two verse tops. This is an interesting. interesting. So, do, okay, so do y'all just 
go with the flow and whoever does what does what or do y'all have like I'm in the mood for some ass or I'm in the mood for some dick what I think there's oftentimes we are one of us is more in a certain mood and we communicate that well there are times where we're kind of like we want to do that so who's it gonna be tonight type thing my favorite is the ones where we just kind of like we both want to get down but <laughs> who's doing it because i'm kind of not feeling it so really? if you want to that's interesting now yeah. when we were off mic you said when you first met you were more of the top how did that work for you saying that you were more top too. I mean, it was interesting. And I think part of why I think I was comfortable is because um, I did not, when he first told me he was top, I didn't expect that. That surprised me. And that's just purely just me making an assumption, you know? And an assumption because of? I don't know, factors. Mm. I read him as Twinkie. And when I okay. see Twinkie people, okay. I tend to associate that with me wanting to top them. So them giving a bottom. So that's kind of how my brainwave worked with that. Okay. But then what happened is that uh, when he told me that, I think I became turned on because I was like, I, I'm i a little, oh, I'm a little sensitive bottom. So, uh, so I can't be having somebody like. What do a sensitive bottom mean? I just mean I'm, I'm, I'm gentle. <laughs> we're, we're both that way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I think when you find somebody who gives you that energy of, oh, I know I'm gonna be I'm in. sorry, our listeners may not understand what you're saying, because I'm sitting here with a whole Scooby-Doo face going on right now. So you mean sensitive, gentle, meaning it's painful, or are you like to be, it's, you're more passionate at that point? What are we saying? I think we're both lovers. Uh, in okay. There. And so it's like, I need that versus I, I can't just be fucked. No pounded. But I will, I will say though that we have found moments where we are both in that that incredible yeah. moment where we're probably doing that, not even thinking about it. Yeah, and I think and that comes. Well, from it connection. comes together with passion and fucking can go together. Yeah, and, and it's the connection also. I think right. and I hadn't. Yeah, and I don't think, we, I, and at least in my part, I have never been a, a, a passionate bottom with anybody prior. I've gotten to that moment of like, oh, I could crave this. You know. Oh, so at this point now, y'all crave each other to bottom for each other. Okay. Yeah. I get okay. That. I get that point. Yeah. Okay. Now, with that, seeing that y'all both were like verse, do y'all ever bring people in? No. I made that a hard rule. I. Wait a minute. You was polyamorous. Yeah, but never threesomes. I've only had Forsome? one threesomes ever. Like Forsome? one foursome. The three is the most. Okay. I'm, I'm such a one-on-one person, so that vibe is just. It's just too many, like, and I've hit, and trust me, this couple courted me for a year. So, like, they worked, and it happened, and it was amazing. But it was clear that they had been doing it for a while. They had, like, a, a system. It was really intense. Anyway, and then after all that, I was like, nothing's going to top that. So, okay, okay, that's so, okay, so no more threesomes for you. What about you, Keith? Uh, if I, I've had some before, uh, I think I would be, if, if I knew he was on board, mm-hmm. I'd probably... It'd be hard. We talked about how there's a certain element to it that would make us uncomfortable. Uh, but we've only recently opened up our relationship, and so for me, that was kind of like a way to get comfortable with it. Okay. Because for the first uh, 13 or so months, we were monogamous, and okay. and so for me, it was like that was the natural inclination, the next step. If maybe have a threesome, but I totally get it, and I'm totally on board. That that's not 
something that you're going to do. So no threesomes. So, okay, so is it an open relationship? Y'all can dabble outside of the relationship or just... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's legit open relationship. I mean, you know, we have our certain terms between ourselves, but like more than anything, it's about, um, I basically I'm the one who brought up the conversation, mainly because my belief is that it's it doesn't make sense in human nature to have uh, monogamous only relationships. And that's just my opinion. That is not me telling anybody that what you're doing is wrong. It is just my belief. Uh, and so, I think why not just open that door and just say, hey, it's bound to happen. You're going to be attracted to somebody else. There's no reason we should have that knockoff if we know what we have. So, so it's solid. Minute. Did you, have you ever been in that position with a, another black guy that you were dating? Have you ever been in that position with another white guy that you were dating? An open relationship? Yeah. yeah. I think the first one's both of them. Okay. Yeah. I've never had an open relationship. Now, with that in mind, because you know, if you, if, when you go back and listen to other podcasts, we do have one on open relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I'm going to ask this question. We're going to kind of wrap up. Because you don't want to have a threesome, but I'm hearing you say it's more open. Mm-hmm. To you, what's really the difference? Because you can have a separate connection that I think would be more passionate to see. For me, I would like to see my partner dig another one. Because I can see y'all with a, a versatile bottle. I definitely can see that. We'll and, I guess, and my thing is this. I feel like what we have is not a water bottle. And I'm selfish. I don't want to share that with anybody else. Like, human nature says, well, natural instinct is going to be the buzzer running, ringing to play. Okay. Uh, and to be attracted to other people. But this, for me, is just ours. I, and so I'm completely the opposite. I would rather play. Yeah. Then are you fine with that? I'm fine with that. Okay, so you played two. I don't feel too. It's relatively recent that, okay. that I have. Okay. Okay. Right. Don't get nervous. Yeah. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> it was okay. a struggle at first, but it, it has been overall a very positive experience. Okay. So right now we would say that y'all are a couple, but you're open relationship. Yeah. Okay. An open yeah. relationship couple, yeah. Okay. And, and you know, and be, to clarify, like, open relationship, we're not like, and I, I'm not. I'm not like, uh, you know, I can't take ownership, but like seeking, like, you know, smelling out what it has at, like all the time. It's not like that. It's just more of like, just every now and then you want to taste the right it's, it's other flavors. There you go. That's it's the way other flavors. Flavors. You, it's you It's weird. Exactly. Like, yeah. You that's know how men are. And people, totally people. So, in your operation, is it just with men or do you have sex with women still? Okay. I've never had sex with a woman, so... Oh! You're a go Okay. Unicorn. Wow. He, is a, he was a unicorn. <laughs> I was thinking that earlier he was a unicorn. So, in several different ways. Okay. All right. He reminds me of somebody. He reminds me of what's his name? Patrick whatever. Whatever guy. What's that guy? Patrick Dewey Hauser guy. Mm. <laughs> you know Patrick Harris? Yes. You got to kind of look a little bit. Oh, well, God. y'all, thank you for joining us again. This is AJ. This is Bryce. Yeah. And we are Filter. Filter. No Filter Brothers. Thanks for listening. You can always find us on Instagram, Spotify, and Anchor at Filter No Filter Brothers. 
Also on Facebook at AJ and Bryce Filter No Filter Brothers. And if you'd like to email us, we have AJ and Bryce 51 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you soon.